blessed be the name of the Lord. So we're just going to talk about something that uh, we talk, we, we use the terms all the time, but we want to clarify some things. Amen. And what I want to clarify for us tonight is what is the difference between two words that we often use in church kingdom? We use it regularly. We use these words regularly, right? Blessed be the name of the Lord, but I want to get some clarity. So according to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, it says, Praise the Lord for the display of his splendor. Praise the Lord for the display of his splendor, right? But I'm going to just show you where I'm going with this. Isaiah 61, verse 3 says, And provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called mighty oaks, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So we're talking about the garment, right? So it said a garment of praise. That was what was mentioned in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3. A garment of praise. So let's first find out what is a garment. A garment is an article of clothing. It's an article of clothing used to clothe with, to cover, right? That's to be the name of the Lord. So let's just keep going, right? Now the word, the word or term clothed in or with, it appears 72 times from Genesis to Revelation, the term clothed in or with, it appears 72 times throughout the 66 books of the Bible, 72 times. So then it's a significant term to be clothed in or with. So a garment of praise, you can immediately go where my mind is taking you, <laughs> right? To be clothed in means to be covered with praise. It's a garment, it's a covering. So a garment of praise is to be clothed in praise. But if I were to ask you what the word praise meant, could anybody tell me? Praise is part of our spiritual clothing. Isaiah 61 speaks about the coming of the Messiah and says that he would console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the emblem of mourning, the oil of joy for mourning, oil being an emblem of the Holy Spirit, a symbol, oil being a symbol. This is why you anoint with the pure virgin olive oil, it's pure. So it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit, right? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In modern English, the spirit of heaviness is depression. But when you wear the garment of praise, the spirit of heaviness departs. Another scripture says, rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous. For praise from the upright is beautiful. Psalm 33 verse 1. When you put on the garment of praise in the spirit, you are looking your best. It suits you. It adorns you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So. According to John chapter 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So the question that I'm asking, God requires worship, but does he require praise? Absolutely. Absolutely. But what we're going to see tonight is that there is a distinct difference. 
And can anybody just tell me right off of the top, what is the difference between praise and worship? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for that, Elder. Yes, perfect, perfect. Well, let's go a little bit deeper. Psalm 148 verses one through four says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him all his angels, praise him all his hosts, praise him sun and moon, praise him all you shining stars, praise him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. That's a different story for a different day. I know somebody's waters above the heavens. We'll get into that in a different day. Psalms 148, one through four, praise. So praise is important. So then what are we talking about? What is the difference between praise and worship? Elder Bolson gave us a definition and I want to take it a little bit deeper, right? Because he was spot on. And we'll go a little bit deeper. Now, we hear this term, oh, come, let us adore him. Would you call that praise or would you call that worship? That would be worship. Oh, come, let us adore him because we just said praise is giving him thanks so anything else has to be worshiped by default but let's keep going praise is to express warm approval or admiration of warm approval or admiration of worship is telling god how good and great we think he is it is complimenting god for who he is and the works he has done on our behalf from hearts that are awed by him, right? So the difference between praise is praise can be called thanks. Thanks for what you have done. You've healed me. Thank you, Jesus. You have provided for me. Thank you, Jesus. Worship is saying, God, you are almighty. You are all powerful. You are amazing. Are you seeing the difference? Let's keep going. Now, just to bring it home, praise is defined to the left, worship is defined to the right, right? So praise is to express warm approval or admiration for someone. Worship, on the other hand, is to show reverence, and reverence means respect and adoration for a deity. So you should not be worshiping your car. You should not be worshiping your job. You should not be worshiping your house. You should not be worshiping your spouse or your money, your athletic ability. You get where I'm going? If it's not God, it should not be getting your worship. And if it is getting your worship, that's called an idol. Has a lesser degree here, here again, has a lesser degree of respect. If worship is all about respect, praise, can be given to anyone or anything. So it doesn't warrant the respect of worship, right? Has a higher degree of respect. That is what worship is. Praise, person praising and the person being praised are rather in the same similar position. However, worship shows reverence and adoration to someone who is considered in a higher rank or position than you. It's a recognition of authority. It's a recognition of status. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> if anybody ever wondered why I always say blessed be the name of the Lord, it's a form of worship. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. For his praise shall always be on my lips. We've got to get to this place where we are just worshiping just because. And God will honor you in that. Right? Let's keep going. Praise and worship. The natural and spiritual, natural versus the spiritual praise. The differences. Natural praise is not always God-focused, while spiritual praise always is. Natural praise is often based on feelings, but spiritual praise is an act of volition. You, you're choosing to do this. Natural praise is inconsistent, but spiritual praise is irrespective of circumstances. If I got money, I'm going to praise you. I don't have money, I'm going to praise you. I got food on the table, worship's going up. I don't have food on the table, worship's going up. Regardless, I'm sending up something to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Natural praise is often convenient, but spiritual praise may sometimes be a sacrifice. How many times have you found yourself at a place where you are worshiping when the last thing you really want to do is worship? Oh, I wish I was talking to somebody. Oh my gosh. Natural praise. Spiritual praise may sometimes be a sacrifice. Natural praise is usually in appreciation, but spiritual praise comes with both appreciation and gratitude. Appreciation is for the moment. Gratitude stretches continuously. Natural praise is often a privilege, but spiritual praise is a debt. Spiritual praise recognizes I owe God everything. Natural praise makes a person believe that they're privileged to hear you say thank you. That's that air of entitlement that we speak about all the time. But let us keep going. The differences between praise and worship. I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring the point because I need us to walk away with this. Praise can be distant. Worship is intimate. Praise is seen and heard. Worship can be quiet. Worship is more private. Praise is expressed through the flesh. Now, we know the scripture. Those who worship me must worship me how? In spirit and in truth. Praise is expressed through the flesh. Worship requires a relationship with God. Worship requires an unlocking of the spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right? Now, worship equals bragging on God for who he is. Praise is thanking God for what he has done. Which one is more meaningful? Thanking a person for what he has done or bragging on who he is? I'll let you answer that. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. What is the difference between praise and worship? Praise is the joyful recounting of all that God has done for you. Praise is not only reserved for God as you can praise others. However, praise leads to worship. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Only God alone deserves worship and your complete surrender. Worship is a lifestyle, not a momentary flash in the pan. God, you hear me? You good. And then that's it. No, worship 
is a lifestyle. Just like a diet never cause anybody to lose weight and keep it off. A natural response in awe to God. Worship requires you to bow down. An action that should only be for God. Worship is from within, whereas praise is all about extolling. It's all about words. Worship is all about words. Excuse me, praise is all about words. It's all about words. Let's keep going. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise. We're talking about the garment of praise. To be clothed in thankfulness. To be clothed in thankfulness for the spirit of heaviness. So you're losing the spirit of depression to be clothed in thanksgiving unto God. Come into his courts with praise and enter his gates with thanksgiving. This is the word of God. That they might be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So what is worship? Who do we worship? Why do we worship? What is worship? How do we worship? When do we worship? Where do we worship? For the interest of time, I am only going to deal with the first four. Who, why, what, and how? Only the first four. I can always come back at a later date and deal with when and where. But the when and where are easy. There's only two times that you're supposed to worship God. Day and night. <laughs> that one was easy. Where? Wherever you are, that's where you should worship. Does it get any easier than that? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so we dealt with it. Let's keep going. <laughs> what is worship? How do we worship? Let's go. Worship is a challenge to define because it involves many things and is used in different ways. The Bible does not give a clear definition of worship. For example, worship is blah blah blah. But we find it in we find it all throughout its pages from the early history to man to its culmination in heaven as recorded in the book of Revelation. By studying passage about worship, as well as examples of worship, right? In scripture, we can learn how to worship God and how not to worship God. What do I mean? What is worship? There are many false ideas about worship. Some people think that worship is an opportunity to express one's emotions. If you are going to believe that worship is about expressing how you feel, then it's not about God. It's about you. And that's the problem. More times than not, whatever we do pertaining to God is all about us. When it should be all about God. And when you make it all about you, your supposed worship is stuck to only you. He doesn't receive it because it's supposed to be all about him. Others believe that it is an opportunity for one to be uncontrollably spontaneous. Lie. That's a lie. Uncontrollably spontaneous. I remember when I first came into the church, 
there were these girls. We heard, I heard this story about these girls. They called them the get ready, get so get, get ready, get set, go girl. Get ready, get set, go girl. Because the moment the preacher stood up and said, hallelujah, they started running around the church and tripping over speaker boxes and all these other kind of nonsensical things. So that's why they called them the get ready, get set, go girls. It's you. It's you. One day a person saw them running around the church and this guy got tired of them. He just touched one of them on the shoulder and said, sit down. She sat down. <laughs> oh my goodness. A lot of what we do is us. A lot of what we do is us. It's not worship. It's us. The word worship is derived from the Anglo-Saxon word worth-ship which means to declare the worth of God. So worship is declaring unto God what he is worth to you. So therefore it has to be all about him and not about you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What is worship? It is, is an action motivated from a heart of reverence, respect for the divine creator with knowledge of who he is and what he has done for us. And I'm going to ask you to take a screenshot of this page and save it for your records to go back to because for the interest of time, I can't go through each one. But I want us to read it. So take a screenshot. If somebody can, screenshot it, post it into the group chat, something, so that we all can have it. What is worship? I want you guys to have these scriptures. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's go. Why do we worship? We worship God for everything he is and everything he's done for us. I will praise you forever. What you have done in your name, I will hope for your name is good. Psalm 52 verse 9. What am I doing here tonight? I am showing you that praise is the stepping stone. Praise is the gateway to pure worship. You can't have worship until you first have praise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, this is another screen that I want you guys to take a screenshot of. I want you guys to have these images, these because you need the scriptures to go back to. Because when you're finished, you need to check to make sure that Pastor Sean does, isn't here saying whatever he wants to say. You need to research it for yourself. Why do we worship? Remembering the attributes of our God. God is infinite and he is before all things and in him all things hold together. God is wise. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. God is merciful. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it does not depend on the man who wills or the man who runs, but on God who has mercy. God never changes. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. 
God is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is loving. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God. Why, you ask? Because God is love. God is all-powerful. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. God is faithful. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is good. He is faithful. He's a faithful God, keeping the covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. God is holy, and don't you ever forget it. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Come on. How do you worship? How do we worship? How do we worship? The key principle. Worship in spirit and in truth. John 4. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers. Hold on. Let that word true worshipers marinate in your spirit for a minute. Because we're going to talk about that. Will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. John 4, verse 23 and 24. Now, I told you, let that turn true worshipers marinate in your spirit. Because if you got a true worshiper, then guess what? That means you got some false ones. You got some false ones. I don't know if any of you watch track and field, but the past month has been a bad one for Shakari Richardson. She's been talking a good one. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm saying, you need to Google it. She's been talking a good one, but when she ran against the podium that won in Tokyo, she came in last place. Listen, there are some people who are acting like they're the real deal, but when it comes down to it, not even close. Some people have a form of godliness, but they lack the power thereof. Not my words. Hey. Those are God's words. Those are God words. Amen. All right, let's go. So now, here are seven points for worship. If you want to know how, I'm going to tell you. Number one, start your day with him. Don't you dare leave your house and go to acknowledge God. Don't do it. Pray intentionally. Intentionally, meaning you don't only pray when somebody puts a plate of food in front of you and you say grace. Pray intentionally. Whatever it is, pray. Write down the things you are thankful for. Remember, praise is the stepping stone to worship. So you gotta have you gotta have a thankful heart. You have to have a praise-filled heart. So write down the things that you are thankful for. Number four, notice your complaints and turn them into praise. God, you know what? The car ran out of gas, and I'm on the middle of the freeway. But God, I'm gonna thank you because now I can smell fresh air. <laughs> It doesn't make sense to anybody else who hears it. But God honors it because he's seeing the purity and sincerity 
of your hearts. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Enjoy God's creation. Enjoy God's creation. You know, people say when it rains, it's a nasty day. Stop it. Don't say that. Don't say that. When it rains, do you know the purpose of rain? Rain allows things to grow. Rain allows a cleaning and a purification of streets, sidewalks, or what have you. God cleans up his own creation through rain and wind. But when these things come, we say it's a nasty day. No, it's not. Love others. Love others. Love others, yes. Love others to worship God, yes. Love others and love yourself. Now, this whole thing about self-love and then you post like 4,000 selfies, which you're doing duck face, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about loving you because God created you the way that you are. Because you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? I'm not done yet. Hold up. How? Worship. Okay, I'm getting there. Worship. Wait upon the Lord. W. O. Offer our lives as a living sacrifice. R. Rest in his presence. S. Sing unto him. H. Humble yourselves before him. Humble yourselves before him. Yes. I. Intimacy with God. P. Pleasing him. Not yourself. Not yourself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now. Now we get into the heart of the matter. Worship says to God, the deepest love I am capable of giving is reserved for you alone. Worship says to God, my most intense gratitude is to you for every good thing I have. Worship says to God, I value you more than anything else in my life. Worship says to God, I will do anything for you to please you. I will obey you always. Worship says to God, I humbly trust you will all my life, no matter what happens. That was a typo. It should be, I trust you with. Right? Forgive me for that. Worship says to God, you give me more pleasure and satisfaction than anything. Why do we need to focus on these things? Because we were on the matter of soldier affairs. We've been on this theme for soldier for some time and we're still on it. And if anybody thought we left it tonight because I'm talking about praise and worship, you made a sad mistake. And let me show you why we're still on the topic. According to Holly Girth, she says worship is an act of war and i need you to get this worship is an act of war against the enemy of our hearts so if you're giving god all that you've got in worship who are you ignoring <laughs> don't start talking to me now ignoring the devil Come on, come on, you're with me. If you are worshiping God, you are declaring war in the 
face of the adversary. And the way that plays out in Satan's ears when you worship God is like this. Na, 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 na. Come All on. you may try, all you can do is lie. Na, 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 na. You get denied. That's what Satan hears. You are waging war. Every time you worship, every time you say, God, I lift my hands in admiration. I worship you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are the King of my life. You are saying, Satan, go back to hell. You are waging war. Hmm. You want proof? You want proof? Let me prove it. The walls of Jericho. Who knows the story about Jericho? Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Who knows the walls came down with worship and with what you got to understand about this God that you serve? What you have to understand about this God we worship? What you have to understand about him is that he makes it all about him. These people had to learn how to worship and the power that comes with worship. They had to learn the benefit of worship. It took them marching around these walls for seven days, looking like fools in the eyes of those of Jericho to learn that there is power, there is reward, there is benefit, there is honor in worshiping God. Blessed be the name of the Lord Most High. Wherever and ever may his name be lifted up before man and above man. Watch this. The power of worship. The daily march around the city must have looked odd for the inhabitants of Jericho. More to the point, it must have felt odd for the warriors of Israel. The point of marching around the city was not to show the strength or might of a nation. Absolutely not. The whole point of marching around the walls of Jericho was to show Israel's faithfulness to God through an act of worship. Scripture records that seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. The Ark of the Covenant was the Lord's mobile worship station. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The procession around the walls of Jericho was a procession of worship, more than a procession of military might. If you don't get this, you will never get it. There is something profound about responding to the challenges of our lives, not with an act of vehement defiance or shaking the fist, but with an act of worship. Jesus, worship, worship places us in the appropriate disposition before our Lord. We look to the Lord's strength and not our own. We've heard this scripture before. I look to the hills from whence cometh my help, knowing my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. In worship, we recognize that the Lord alone provides the way forward. In the end, in the end, our life with God is not remembered only through the execution of our battle plans as soldiers of Christ. 
but also through the bowing of our knees in humble adoration to the one who created us, redeems us, and constantly sustains us. Worship is your act of war. And I came here tonight to tell somebody, you need to learn how to wage war. You need to learn how to go on the offensive and attack. You have been attacked. You need to attack. You need to fight back. Your, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, even to the pulling down of strongholds. Worship. That's how we fight. That's why the song started off. This is how I fight my battles. I worship, 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 worship. That's all I'm telling you tonight. Worship is an act of war. So if you want to stay in a place of lack, if you want to stay in a place of defeat, if you want to stay in a place of mediocrity, if you want to stay in a place of being unhealthy, if you want to stay in a place of being broken, if you want to stay in a place of nothingness, if you want to stay in a place of darkness, then don't act in a place of worship. Don't declare war. Stay there. But anyhow you want out. <laughs> anyhow you want out. Anyhow you want to live. There is death and life in the power of the tongue. What are you using your tongue to do? Worship or have a pity party? What? You have a pity party? Mm. Don't call me because I'm not coming. I'm not coming. You want to sit there and, and walk around defeated and walk around like you're not a child of the most high God and you want to walk around and act like, woe is me. I'm the worst thing since. Hey, not on my watch. You better learn how to worship. Worship. Hallelujah. Deliverance. Deliverance is in your mouth. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm done. That's my word for tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord.